0: scary movies. Uh Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Welcome to the Jumping Scared podcast. My name's Alex and I'm joined here today by my twin brother Eric. We are excited to be coming at you today with a first review for a 2019 horror movie and we're also going to follow that up with a A little bit of a game of a Who Am I? horror movie edition. Eric, are you excited for today's episode? I am excited. This is my second 2019 movie of the year, and my first one wasn't so great. So uh, I'm excited to get past that and start seeing some of the fantastic movies that are coming out this year. Yeah, and this is fun too because this is actually either the first or one of the first movies that we had included in our horror movie preview episode, which I believe was episode three or four, something in that vein. So this is one of the ones that we had had on our list that we were excited for in 2019. And this is The Hole in the Ground, coming out of Ireland by director Lee Cronin, who this is his directorial debut. So we were a little bit... i was At least I was a little bit excited going into this movie. And uh, yes, yeah, so I'm excited to talk about it today. For sure. And quick question right off the bat. Uh, have you seen any movies that have come from Ireland before? I was thinking about it, and I'd, I'd have to like... I, I I probably have, but nothing's really jumping out at me. So the two that jumped out of me, the first one is Pure Silliness and it's Stitches, the car oh. movie. Yeah, I didn't know that was Ireland. So yeah, but there's a bunch of movies I've seen that I didn't know were from Ireland. I've seen well, that one. So, so I actually thought about it. The, o- the only other one I thought of, which I thought came from Ireland, is actually a US movie. It was set in Ireland and the uh, people have Irish accents, but it's called From the Dark and it's a... It's a vampire movie, which is actually pretty, pretty solid, but I actually Googled it and just searched around and I didn't recognize anything else that was coming from Ireland. So, okay. Um, yeah. So this is, a, this is good then. It's a bit of a different, uh, you know, we, we've talked about in previous podcasts, getting more influence from different countries or just kind of different perspectives. So it's always you know fun to get that for us. You know, I'm sure there's other Irish horror movies out there, but this is a bit of a newer, uh, newer take for us. So, uh, Yeah, so the kind of moving forward with this movie, the cast, the two main stars, we have uh, Shauna Kerslake, who plays Sarah, who is the mother in this film, and then James Quinn Markey, who plays her son, Chris. And those are definitely the two main characters. This is very much a story that is driven by the relationship between this mother and son. And a very... uh, uh, I I always forget to say this until after. We're going to start with a spoiler-free review. And then kind of give ratings and recommendations like, oh, if we would recommend seeing it, buying it, blah, 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 going to theaters. Uh, and then we'll jump in with spoilers. So we're going to keep the first section here spoiler free. And yeah, so this is very much a movie that is uh, centered around the relationship between this mother and son. They've recently moved to a new area in Ireland, uh, kind of just right outside these really massive woods. And as the movie starts to progress, uh, the the son, there's kind of this weird... Uh, sense of foreboding with the forest they they come across this enormous sort of sinkhole in the middle of the 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 forest and it's kind of uh it seemed almost a bit supernatural just right off the bat because it's an it's it's monstrous it's i mean it's got to be what almost a quarter mile by quarter mile like a quarter mile diameter what do you think eric it's yeah it's 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 about as big a sinkhole as you can possibly think of (laughs) yeah i think calling it a sinkhole is is almost disservicing how large this thing is and uh and then immediately kind of after they find this sinkhole, the mother starts to see some weird kind of differences in her son and it's making her a bit uncomfortable. She starts to kind of have some some troubles dealing with that, that reality of what she's living in. She's not really recognizing her son because they have a really good relationship. They have a lot of banter. They have a lot of funny conversation. And they, they truly and It truly feels like they love each other and really have a great relationship. So now that they're living in this new place and that relationship starts to fracture, it's really taking a toll on Sarah. And for me, this movie is very much a family drama and a a drama on how Sarah is dealing with this. And I think it was a really compelling one at that for sure. And uh, this is this without getting too spoilery, this is one. uh, Yeah. Where it really depends on that relationship between the mother and son. And also it gives you a little bit of a perspective of not necessarily knowing how reliable your narrator is um, until, until, until you get into the thick of things, which I really like it's it, especially if there's like a little bit of a psychological aspect not fi- definitively knowing that what you're seeing is what you're believing is uh it's a pretty cool aspect in that movie this movie does that pretty well yep very much so yeah it's it's a bit of like an unreliable narrator situations like is is she going you know is she actually seeing these changes or is it just a bit in her head and that's uh, yeah well said Uh, One other thing I want to touch on, I absolutely loved the woods setting, like the kind of really large trees spaced apart. So when they were kind of first going into the woods, I really, really liked that. I thought it was creepy and I thought it was a great setting for a horror movie. Did you get any kind of special feeling from that? Yeah, like the first time she approached the sinkhole and she like steps on the grass and it looks like a waterbed. That just like makes your skin crawl a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And another thing that happens kind of, periodically throughout this movie i personally love in horror movies when they use light in kind of a spooky way so like examples would be when your kind of vision is a little bit obscured be it by flickering lights or if someone only has a flashlight that can only illuminate some of a some of the kind of perspective or like using a camera flash for example um, and so this movie necess- doesn't necessarily do all those things, but it does a lot with light. And that always freaks me out, you know, when you can see something but not all of it. And you're, you're trying to, like, kind of constantly change and track. And uh, I, I really appreciate that. And I think this movie uh, used this mechanic multiple times, and I think it did it really well. Yeah, and mentioning the woods, uh, it's, uh, it's very easy to get compared to Blair Witch in particular parts. And I, I don't think they relied on that kind of, uh filming too much but there were a couple scenes that i actually thought they did a pretty good job that were in the same vein as blair witch with uh the darkness and pretty much your flashlight is your only your only uh avenue into seeing what's in the woods which is it's cool it's scary it's very scary especially when you're already stressed out and then you've got this small pinpoint of a perspective in which you can see it's a, a cool cool way to do it yeah and uh yeah so i think that's kind of most of what i have for the spoiler free section i think that would give people a good taste of what this movie is about without really giving away too much of the plot uh And for me, I honestly, I I quite enjoyed this movie. Um, It's easily the the best 2019 horror movie I've seen, but it's also the only. (laughs) Um, But I I mean, that's not to say, though, I I definitely enjoyed it and I would recommend viewing. It's it's available to stream on a bunch of different platforms like Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, uh, available for streaming all over the place. Uh, So I definitely recommend giving this a view. And I have this at like a 7.4 out of 10. I, I quite enjoyed this one. Yes, this is also the best 2019 horror movie I've seen, and it's the second one I've seen. The first one was Velvet Buzz- Velvet Buzzsaw, which is like a super artsy Jake Gyllenhaal uh, movie. It's supposed to be like tongue-in-cheek, making fun of the art, the, the actual art-selling genre. Uh, it was it was terrible, like probably a three or four. So this I one was quite a bit better. I uh, probably give it a 6.8 6.9 okay. um and uh yeah it's fairly fairly close uh, i liked it a little bit more than you but we both enjoyed it i think that's probably a recommendation from you two to, to check out yeah for sure yeah this isn't a movie i'm, I'm saying drop everything and, and watch tonight but it's definitely a movie i think you should put on your radar and uh, kind of put on your queue if you have a list going for movies you want to check out Okay, all that being said, I'd like to jump in with spoilers a little bit more, Eric, because we this is the first movie I think that we have seen and then are going to do a podcast review but have not talked about at all off the podcast. So like we're both coming into this fresh, so I'm excited to kind of bounce some takes off you and, and you, you also do the same. So some things I really liked overall, like I said, I immediately loved the relationship between the mother and son, like the dialogue they had, I, I put down in my notes uh, when like this is like one of the earliest scenes he's in the car and he calls a kid at school like a butt face and his mom reprimands him and he goes <laughs> can i call him an anus face it's a science word <laughs> and she just like laughs and i was yeah. like that's such like a that's like something like i could see us doing you know and uh, I like that a lot and uh so one thing also i want to note on though too uh this is going to kind of give some background to the m- movie and kind of place it in a genre more specifically are you very familiar with changelings yes okay so uh this is something that if people aren't familiar with changeling it's a very common uh, entity that exists in europe especially european folklore Uh, folklore all over the world but european folklore especially and uh, it's definitely really kind of popular belief or a popular you know story that's told in ireland as as well and uh, the changeling is usually represented as a fairy child that has been left in place of a human child that has been stolen by other fairies and so there's hundreds of stories about changelings the mythology kind of changes culture to culture and story to story almost but uh, very common in irish folklore and that's going to kind of set the tone for what's going on in this movie because like we were saying her, the mom starts noticing some changes in chris and it's going to essentially be revealed that yeah this actually is a changeling boy and it isn't her son and i thought uh giving some background there was relevant and also kind of provides some more insight into the Irish kind of tradition with the coming, this movie coming out of Ireland. Yeah. And the changeling, it's such a cool concept. I kind of wish it was taken better advantage of in the American sphere, but, uh, yeah, they did a good job with it. It just, it's what it boils down to. It's, it's about as terrifying as it gets, especially since we mentioned how like innocent the relationship between the mother and son was and just how, uh, yeah, that t- kind of ruins your whole world if you have to question whether or not is this my son. So,
1: yeah, very, and- very
0: cool concept and they did it pretty darn well. And one of the things I really appreciated was appreciated was how well they set up the scene for kind of her noticing the changes so like everything they would set up as like a behavior for him was just kind of natural storytelling like so they moved to this new area and he describes not wanting to kind of make new friends he feels uncomfortable trying to make new friends and then in the future when there's this now changing boy he immediately is like hanging out with this group of boys that he didn't like before and the mother's kind of like oh i thought you didn't like them he's like yeah, I just changed my mind. And, you know, th- that's like something one-off. And you're like, oh, okay, whatever. But then, you know, they set up a, 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 another kind of example of him being really picky with eating and eating really slowly. And then when he's a changeling, he starts eating really quickly. And so, like, a bunch of – there's a kind of a good examples of that. Spiders is another thing. He's terrified of spiders and then becomes completely fine with them. And so, like, a lot of it <laughs> was natural story building and then that they used as examples of why something was amiss. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um the the one thing I'll say was a tiny bit ham, ham-fisted was the the spider part uh, when he goes in and the room, him. yeah, when he so was the, like crawling after it and eating it. That was a bit a bit much. Cuz cuz at that point you're kind of forced into either one of two camps, either okay, this kid is seriously messed up or he's completely different or she's seeing things. <laughs> yeah, and that that kind of that immediately just sets the stage for okay, this, he is completely changed and you can trust her and yeah that kind of definitely shifted the movie into the next year I would say. but yeah i completely agree the scene with the food and the scene with the friends like when he's putting the cheese on his meal and she's like oh yeah add some cheese and he's like oh, i don't want to add more cheese and then later he adds a bunch of cheese and mm-hmm. yeah there's there's some really subtle things that were done really well so I, uh, even though i made fun of the spider part overall that was a very nice little uh build up into questioning the legitimacy of the son yeah and uh there's another instance this is something that i just found really creepy imagery so um there's the old woman and old man who are trying to the woman is essentially like a broken woman because uh, we learn essentially in the past that a changeling took her boy and so she lost her boy and that kind of completely messed up her mental state and so she is seen by the town as being crazy and she has an interaction with uh with the mother with uh, sarah and essentially is like that's not your boy that's not your boy and sarah is like starting to get uncomfortable and she's starting to believe it and then it turns out a day or two later the old woman is murdered and she's left in this well she 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 dies i don't know if it's even assumed it's murder but she's like i think people assume it's a suicide but she's left in like a crouching position with her head buried in the ground which is just super creepy right yeah. and then uh uh, I thought that was creepy. And then uh, this is a kind of, you know, as this movie develops, we're getting a lot of this big action sequence where Sarah essentially reveals to Chris that she knows he's fake. And then they have a fight. He seems very powerful. He overpowers her, knocks her out, drags her out to the yard. And before I realized what was happening, he digs a, he digs a hole. And I'm like, Jesus, he's going to bury her? But then he puts her in that exact same position. And she's just kneeling with her head into the ground while alive. And that was just so creepy to me. Like when I realized that he was putting her head in, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is super messed up. Yeah. As she's struggling to like break her head free, like her body's wiggling. It's just, ugh. it's so that's, visceral. That's a I mean, like I'm a little bit claustrophobic and that just makes me like the feeling of not being able to move in that situation would just be, ooh, uh, ooh, Yeah. Did you also notice at one point they had uh, the new wallpaper that looked very similar to the Shining wallpaper? I think that was a little bit of a nod to the Shining. No, I didn't notice that. I remember her peeling off the wallpaper and changing it, but I guess I didn't pay attention to the new product. It wasn't identical, but it was very similar. I think if it was that close, it was on purpose. Okay. Uh, That was just a small thing. Uh, So... Here's for some reason there's there's this thing I've been doing whenever I watch movies I try to I try to like describe the movie by comparing it to other movies mm-hmm. um, and so the two movies I felt like that kind of meet in the middle ground for this movie are um, hold on do I forget the second movie no okay <laughs> it was uh, Piwacket and the Babadook. If you okay. mix and match those two, you kind of get this movie. I was thinking actually the Babadook and Unsane. Those two were my mixture. Okay, let's 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 uh let's throw Do all a, three into three. the bucket and <laughs> okay. then pour it out of a sieve and that's what you get. Okay, I like that. Yeah, and so like I said, I thought this was a solid movie. Uh I think the ending I didn't dislike i appreciated that they went like they went there and they went into the sinkhole and they really showed everything like they they didn't leave up to the imagination so we essentially see then these creatures that are doing the change changing and i think they're the, the this is maybe similar to the descent their the creature design didn't ruin it for me but it didn't add anything like i don't think it was phenomenal i don't think it was terrible though uh, i don't know did you feel similarly really, like that Eric? um i wouldn't say ruined but i think it was probably below the descent level for me as far as yeah, how i felt that was about probably it similar to me but i mean i i usually i usually applaud just having the guts to have a monster design so i mean they did they went for it it wasn't perfect but i understand why they felt like they needed to have it so it, at the end yeah, of the day I, it, it, at the end of the day yeah it was still a good movie it was I thought the end was still good it's just that the the creature design didn't take it any any further i did love though when one of the creatures grabbed her in the tunnel and then the perspective changes and then she's staring at the creature but the creature has transformed into her yeah and i really like that and you you almost get the question so that's not even a child at this point how many fake people in this town are living you know Mm -hmm. like how many Creatures are, are assuming the identities of, of people without anybody knowing. And that's an interesting idea. Well, and a nice thing about that scene was like, it was almost like a glimpse from like the start of the movie to the end of the movie. Cause at this point, uh, the real Sarah was like muddy. Her hair was a mess. She had blood on her face. Mm-hmm. And then this creature was like pristine, looked like she did in the very beginning of the movie. So it's kind of just like a good perspective on how far she's come down this path of, like almost derangement caused by this changeling affecting her life. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I also liked uh at the very end. I respected like her. do you notice how like the 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 room in her new home was literally covered in mirrors or reflective surfaces? Mm-hmm. It was. And it was. We found out because the 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 mirrors have some sort of reaction with these creatures, and the creatures like don't like the mirrors, and so it's a bit of a safeguard so i thought that was kind of funny yeah they, they didn't they didn't mention it, it was just in the shop as she was watching her son play was, okay uh, so that's i guess i didn't know that part that makes sense then <laughs> because i thought she was just uh i don't know just going up up the wall decorating yeah because if you remember at one point she was in the old woman's house and like she had had all the mirrors covered uh, yes 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 so Yeah, so like I said, Uh, 7.4 for me. Definitely enjoyed. Uh, I think a good way to start my horror movie viewing of 2019. I've obviously seen other horror movies in 2019, but none from 2019. So uh, I'm pretty happy with this as a first one. Yeah, I completely agree. Great. So uh, yeah, fairly quick review there. Uh, we enjoyed it and we would recommend it, but we're going to carry on with this podcast. This might not be a super long one overall, but we're going to do a little bit of a new game here. Uh, you want to describe it, Eric, because you're the one who kind of suggested it to me. Sure. Um, I mean, I don't talk about the Lions enough on this podcast, I think, so <laughs> let, me, let me start off by doing that. Uh, so there's a, uh, a radio show in Detroit that every now and again does a game called Who Am I? where they will basically give um, clues uh, up to 20, I believe, ranging from very difficult to very easy. And your job is to eventually say, "Okay, I think I know who this is. You lock in your answer. And if you get it right, that's basically how many points you score. So how we're going to do it is we're going to have 10 clues. And I say I will start and I will start reading clues. Once Alex feels like he's confident to lock in a guess, he'll inform me, and then I will read the rest of the clues, and uh, we will reveal who the uh, person is. If he got it right, he will be awarded that many points, uh, so I guess basically you can score up to 10 if you were to get it on quest- clue one, nine for clue two, such and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the basic rules of the game. It's very simple. Uh, this will be a good one for you at home to play along with us. We, uh, we won't reveal the answer until all the clues are given, and uh, maybe see if you can't can't beat one of us. Yeah. Uh, do you want to just go uh, kind of off and on, like you start, I start, go, you go, you go, something like that? Sure thing. And so how this is this going to work is uh, Alex and I have each prepared two sets of clues for uh, two people in the horror sphere. And uh, yeah, I guess I'll take it off and start with my first Who Am I? Okay. Clue one. I am of Australian nationality. Okay. Uh, and, and we are, to be clear, oh, I guess we, it doesn't necessarily, I was going to say to be clear, we're doing characters, like fictional characters, but it could be like a director or an actor maybe, so, so maybe not. I don't have to specify that. I'm of Australian nationality. Australia? Yeah. (laughs) I did say Australian, and Australia is the country. I'm thinking of movies that took place in Australia or featured Australian characters. Cargo, I think, was New Zealand. Maybe Australia. That was 2018. You're wasting my time, I feel like. Wait, I can't, like, we're, we're, you know, this is for a podcast. I'm trying to just think. Yeah. Don't, do I have a guess each time? No, you only get to lock in one guess ever. <gasps> oh, I misunderstood. No, yeah, one guess ever. So that's why you got to be careful when you lock in. Oh, your guess. okay, then keep going. <laughs> okay, see, that makes more sense then. Uh, okay, I have credits in action, superhero, and horror movies. Okay, I'm. Semi thinking Hugh Jackman, but I'm not going to lock that in. Clue three. My favorite horror films are The Others, Lost Highway, and Jaws. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead, keep going. I take inspiration from James Cameron and george lucas huh it sounds more like a director now weird okay superhero action and horror favorite director or influence from james cameron and peter jackson george lucas and george lucas sorry uh Oh, gosh, this is a hard one, maybe, or I'm just not thinking well. Uh, in the favorite horror movies, were the others? Lost Highway and Jaws. All right, just give me another one. And so this is supposed to be hard, but you'll eventually. Uh... Yes, I think mine's a lot easier of a transition. <laughs> okay, but... that's okay. Okay, uh, Clue Five I have been involved in both box office smashes as well as flops. <laughs> Oh, yikes. That's most directors. Pass. Clue six. Several of my films helped popularize the jump scare. (laughs) Oh, man. Pass. Pass. I first became acquainted with horror audiences in the early 2000s. Oh, man. I don't know. See, I don't know directors very well. Um, early 2000s could be like James Wan, but I don't think he's Australian. Uh, jump Scare, I could see James Wan. Because wasn't... Uh... Yikes. Yikes. I don't know. Give me another one. All right, you're on clue 8. Yeah, this is you're going to slaughter me. I can tell you right now. <laughs> I have a connection to dolls. Yeah, it's James got to be James Wan then. Uh, I'll just lock in James Wan. I am heavily involved in several multi-movie franchises that are currently ongoing. Yeah, James Wan. And one of my favorite aspects of horror movies is appealing to primal human fears. James Wan. Alrighty, so you locked in uh, after Clue 8. And I will mark that down. Jeez. So I guess it's good that I didn't preface that it was gonna be a fictional character, because he did a director. Okay. Um and drumroll, please. <laughs> answer is james wan oh you're, you're still okay <laughs> oh <Yeah. laughs> sorry though no, that was the big reveal yeah uh, i yeah. didn't i didn't know that he was australian for sure yeah so he was born in taiwan but lived in australia from like seven until an adult so he does have australian nationality i thought that would be a little tricky. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, well, we're gonna see we're gonna see one one type of the game with Eric here, and <laughs> another type with with me here. So. And then uh, credits in action, superhero, and horror movies. Uh, the superhero was Aquaman of 2018. Uh, I didn't know. Was he? What was? Do you know what his role in that film was? He was either writer. Or, I think he was actually the director too. Really, director? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, then I thought I at least wanted to give you something, so I gave you James Cameron and George Lucas as his inspirations, which he's said in an interview before. Okay. The box office smashes as well as flops. I was using flop for uh, Dead Silence, Silence, which barely beat its budget, and then smashes for Saw, which like three hundred times its budget. Right, and I mean the the Conjuring films have done quite well too. So certainly, certainly, certainly. All right, you ready? Well, you actually, you almost, you could have locked it in when I said first acquainted in audiences in the early 2000s. That's when you first said it, at least. Yeah, but I didn't feel super confident. Like I said, because I didn't know he was from Australia. Like, so at that point, it's like well, he only said the directorial influences, said favorite movies, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. I might, my, my, the first person, so we, we kind of talked about this, but this was a little bit of a difficult task for us. The first person I wanted to do was Cindy Prescott from the, um, scream franchise and i realized after like coming up with five clues i'm like i don't know how much deeper (laughs) i can get with this character so that's that's why i think mine are gonna maybe gonna be a little bit easier but oh well okay you ready i was born ready sir okay i have been played by three different people so like actors or actresses okay i think there's a small chance okay Keep going. I mean, you can always like. I was talking out loud during the clues if you want to like just put something out there to put yourself look, make yourself look good or make yourself look bad. No, I'll wait on it, but I might be guessing by two or three. Okay. I have a complicated relationship with my guardian. Ooh. Okay. This makes me think child with three different characters or ass. Okay. Hmm. Well, couldn't it might it might just be like a weird parent too, like an older parent. Um. I'll keep going. I'm a teenager. Played by three different people. What's well, been rebooted a bunch, where it would have the same character. Hmm. That's interesting to me. Hmm. Okay. Keep going. I'm what some may call a late bloomer. Huh. Bad relationship with the guardian, played by three different people, late bloomer, teenager. Those are all the ones I've said. Good work. Yeah, thank you. Um, get, I, I think the biggest thing is if I can lock down a time frame, which hopefully in the next couple of clues I can either directly or indirectly, because nothing's jumping to mind. I'm okay. Yeah, keep going. I don't really have any friends. The only thing I'm thinking of, I feel like, only has one adaptation. Um,
1: the you want only to thing say it
0: put, put your opinion out there yeah, the only thing I'm thinking of is Carrie, but I'm pretty sure that it's only the original movie because that fits all of the all of the descriptors so far hmm I could be wrong though you'd it would be very you to pick a Stephen King character, so uh i'll keep i'll I'll hold off though I don't want to be wrong you may have read about me oh that sounds like a tagline it also could be carrie (laughs) because there's a book (laughs) you sly son of a b-word uh you can keep going i hate closets Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck on Carrie. I thought she like lived in like an attic, though, and it wasn't so much a closet. Uh, oh, what about... Uh, do we have a new player in the game in Matilda, if you're using closets for chokies? Hey, Matilda's not horror. <laughs> I'll just nip that in the bud right now so you don't waste a guess. <laughs> um, okay, I'll, I feel like I should have locked in Carrie a long time ago. I'll keep going, though. I look good in red. Okay, locking in Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Carrie. I didn't see her mama. No, say it. I didn't see mama. The first time was intercourse. The first time was intercourse. The first time was intercourse. And the first time was intercourse. Mama, I was so scared. Carrie White. Um, I hate. So if you remember the movie, uh, her mom forces her into like like she calls it a prayer closet and locks her in. Mm. Uh, anytime she thinks she's sinned and like she'll lock her in there for literally like hours and hours and hours. In the book it's it's even worse. Like she locks her in there for like so long that she has to like you know soil herself and stuff. Hmm. Uh, okay. And uh so what what clue did I lock in there? One, two, three, four, five That was clue number eight as well. Okay so that. he died. <laughs> um And so, well, just for the future, it's not that big a deal, but read the rest of the clues in case anybody else could have tried to guess. Oh, that's true, my bad. Sorry. So, nine is, I made them regret laughing at me. And ten is, my mama says my telekinesis makes me a devil child. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess it turned out... I mean, I had the guess earlier than you, but I didn't feel confident enough to throw it out there until the same time, so... Uh, Yeah, so there's actually been three adaptations of Carrie. The the original one, there was one in, I think, 2002. And then there was one in 2013 where uh, Chloe Grace uh, Moretz played her. Really, huh? Yeah. I'm kind of interested to check out the the most recent remakes. I kind of like Chloe Grace Moretz, so... I do, too. Uh, It's an interesting one to redo because I feel like the original is pretty well regarded. And it holds up. I just watched it, like, a month ago, and I (laughs) I think it holds up really well, actually. And... I might be might be wrong, but it's not really... The story's good, but it's not something that you can do a ton with that the original didn't if you kind of... Yeah, I'm thinking they probably had to tweak some stuff because, like, yeah, like, it's... I don't really... It's not a movie that lends itself to, like, amazing, like, special effects or, like, even practical effects for that matter. So, like, I don't know how much, you know, 30 years, 40 years later you can really improve, you know? Yeah, sorry for the quick little diatribe, but... uh Another remake that Chloe Grace Moretz was just involved with that kind of, like, turned a lot of heads in the horror sphere was Suspiria, which is kind of like a cult classic film, and it had a bunch of big actresses uh, who remade it. Apparently, the new one was kind of hit or miss, depending on the audience, but um, have you seen the original Suspiria? No, but my understanding is the original Suspiria is a little hit or miss too. Like a lot of people love it, but a lot of people also like just really dislike it. And it's like the people who love it are like, oh, I can kind of understand why someone might not love it. It's, I will say it's a very weird film. Um, mm-hmm. So if you go in with the mindset of like wanting to be blown away, you probably won't. But if you want to go into like the, with the mindset of like, okay, this movie's going to be well done for what it is, uh, you'll probably really like it. That's a really you, weird description, but it's a bit. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, as I was going to say, basically the premise is this uh, this traveling girl finds herself at a ballet studio, and then uh, the ballerinas are kind of freaks. <laughs> okay. Do you do you know the, remember the director of the original one? It's a, it's a big-name director, right? I think it's, uh, is it Dario Argenta? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. But yeah, the, the, I saw a trailer, uh, I think, when I was watching the new Halloween movie uh, in theaters. I saw a trailer for Sus- the new Suspiria, and it looked pretty cool. It looked super artsy, super good cinematography, very dark. So I'll probably check it out uh, coming up here soon. Yeah, I think that's one that definitely ended up on some people's top 10 of 2018 list. So I definitely had some fans. Yes. All right, moving on. We have got uh, round two, round three. I don't know. Round three for the viewers, round two for Alex uh, of the Who Am I game. So who am I? I have been around since the 1980s. Okay, a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Clue two. I am responsible for the death of between 20 and 30 people, depending on who you ask. Okay, so that makes me think a slasher. There's a lot of slashers. I mean, uh, right off the bat, you'd have the, your, your Freddy, your, your Jason. Uh, the original Halloween, I, I was uh, 79, right? Just before 80s? So, I don't know. Keep going. As a child, I witnessed the murder of parts of my family. Uh, okay. Witness the murder of parts of my family as a child. Hmm. Unless that's a crazy backstory for Freddy that I've never heard. I don't think it's Freddy Krueger. Ooh, maybe, what about Mama Voorhees? She didn't kill that many people, though. When it's the murder or death of, what? she say death or murder of part of my family? Murder. Murder. Jason wasn't, well, maybe you could call it murder, murder by negligence. Ah, give me another one. I'll keep thinking. Clue four. I have a photographic memory. Oh, that's coming out of left field. Form. <laughs> photographic memory killed between like thirty and forty people, something like that. Twenty and thirty. Twenty and thirty. Eighties. Photographic memory. Hmm. That one's that one's one that's not like I'm not like thinking of at all eh, hit me with another All right, clue number 5 and my screen went to sleep wonderful <laughs> <laughs> ok sorry about that we are back clue number 5 some people may know me for a mask though I don't always wear one ok I mean Jason is certainly known by a mask and he hasn't always i mean sometimes it gets taken off michael always wears a mask from oh, i haven't see i haven't seen all the halloween movies though but i don't think they ever show his face i think that's kind of a big thing but see michael when he was a kid in the original halloween michael killed his sister so like does that count as him witnessing the murder of parts of his family maybe maybe That could just be a cheeky way of saying it. Ah, but isn't he from 79? Oh, darn it. Um, Known for a mask, don't always wear one. All right, give me another. Six. My cunning, wet, and sophisticated image betray my true colors. (gasps) Ooh, shoot! I should have thought of this photographic memory. This is sounding like Doctor Lecter, Hannibal Lecter. I don't, cause he 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 wears the, you know. Well, I mean he wears the face guard mask that the prison gives him, but he also at one point wears a human mask. To escape, photographic memory seems legitimate for him. Depends who you ask how many people he's killed. That seems fair. I don't know if he witnessed the murder. I'm going for the W here, though, so I'm going to go Dr. Lecter. You're locking it in, huh? Yeah. Okay. Clue. And so that was at clue seven. No, that was at clue six. One, two, three, four, I don't know for sure if that's in the six. 80s. It might be 90s. All right. Clues... Oh, frick. <laughs> do, do you, I mean, I'm about to say the next clue. Do you want to lock in or not? I'll, I'll stay locked in. Okay. Clue seven, my story has been adapted more than once. Oh, hmm. F- oh wait, no, 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 never mind. I was, I was gonna say Leatherface, but he does not have a photographic memory. <laughs> Keep going. Clue eight, I am a professional in the field of medicine. Okay. Clue nine, I am driven by an insatiable hunger. Okay. Include yeah, ten. Good. One of my favorite meals is served with a side of fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> okay, feel good. then. <laughs> and drumroll, please. Doctor Lecter. All good things to those who wait. Hannibal Lecter. Well done. Nice. And so yeah, the uh, he had there. Uh, so in the original, uh, I think it's called Manhunter. Or the book The book's called something different than the first movie But the story is He apparently witnessed the murder of his sister But that was uh, As told by him Apparently there was also talk that he Murdered his sister and then ate her So uh, yeah That's 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 a thing Okay But well done you. Uh, yeah I thought I thought it was going to be a little sneaky Because I knew you'd get locked onto to slashers right away But you were able to get, yeah, get that I pretty was, quick. Yeah, I was, for sure. I was, for sure. So. Um, okay. All right. You ready? I Like I said before, I was born ready, so nothing has changed in the last 10 minutes. I hit the big screens in 1996. Can I permission to say ghost face? I, no, I won't. But I want to. <laughs> yeah. My get... wife. Sorry. You want the next one? Yeah, go for it. My wife has uh, tragically died. Okay, R- wife has tragically died. I mean, he, the person. In in theory, could have killed his wife. That would be tragic. If you're being a little cheeky with your your phraseology, that's not a word, is it? I don't know. Whatever the way you're speaking, that's a good vocabulary. Um, Hmm. Tragically died wife. Not uh, most horror movies don't like like a widow isn't a man. Like that's just not who's portrayed in horror movies. So widower. uh... Okay, yeah. Widower, sorry. <laughs> Words aren't my strong suit today. Uh, I'll keep in it general. going. Keep it stepping. Nothing's coming to mind yet. Okay. Outside of my three best friends, I don't interact with people too often. Three I should say, in like, I don't try... Outside of my three close friends, I, I don't have anyone else close, I should say. It's a better phrase. Hmm. 1996... Dead wife, three best friends. Hmm. And it's a man. Well, it could be, I mean, for the times, it would have been controversial to have a lesbian relationship. So I'll I'll stick with man and I'll keep going. I am a former architect. Hmm. Eric. I hate these games. It makes me feel like I'm so stupid. I know. Well it's really hard to think on this spot. Okay, keep going. Okay. Um uh, sorry one second, I have to check what order I might have flipped it. Okay. Uh I was created by Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson, isn't he Lord of the Rings boy? I don't know if I can answer that. Okay. 1996, architect. Best friend. Former architect. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Keep going. My new line of work involves the paranormal. 1996? And I am 100% certain that you have seen this movie. Huh. 1996. That's throwing me off. Hardcore. Architect. Former architect. Wife is dead. Um... Hmm. The only thing I can think of, but I don't think this fits at all. Um, The only thing I'm thinking of for some reason is the Frighteners, but I'm pretty sure that's wrong, so I'll keep going. I erroneously became a suspect in a string of murders. Wait, I feel like that fits. (laughs) I don't remember that character's name, though. Um... So the movie I'm thinking of for the viewers is called The Frighteners, and it's a uh, it's a movie with Michael J. Fox, and it's actually pretty good. It's like a it's like a uh, buddy cop ghost movie almost. With it's a, a little... it's a horror comedy. Yeah, um, became a suspect in a string of murders. Paranormal. Peter Jackson. <sighs> He's a bachelor, widower, three best friends oh wait but isn't isn't his best friend's ghost in that movie is this the frighteners i think it might be but keep going i see dead people oh son of a biscuit well okay i mean you you wanted me to think sixth sense but once again that's still the frighteners and Bruce Willis is dead Okay I think it has to be Michael J. Fox Spoilers Eric <laughs> Spoilers for the Sixth Sense <laughs> Yeah if There's there's, uh, I post on a, a horror forum And somebody hasn't seen uh, Sixth Sense And also hasn't seen Fight Club And they were acting like people talking about it was spoiling I'm like if you haven't seen those movies In 2019 <laughs> it's, on you. it's completely on you I think I have to go Michael J. Fox from The Frighteners. I'm going to lock it in. I can't remember his character's name, but I think that should be enough to lock it in. Locked in? Okay. I start to see highlighted numbers on people's forehead uh, shortly before they are killed. Is number nine? And number ten? I'm played by Michael J. Fox. Did the bed levitate? Yeah. Yeah, with me on it. Spontaneous recurrent psychokinesis. Oh boy. Oh, this could be the worst case I've ever seen. <laughs> well, I guess you uh you caught the dub on your locked in at number 6 on the last one. Yeah, so this was Frank Bannister played by Michael J. Fox in 1996. 1996's The Frighteners. Yeah, very fun movie. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, that is... Wait, do I I have that poster? No, I don't. No, I don't. I think it's a cool poster, though. Maybe I'm wrong. Is it a cool poster? Uh, I'm going to look it up real quick. I feel like it's a cool poster. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it is. It's got, like, the kind of face of a ghost pressing through, like, a wall, kind of. Oh, yeah, that's a poster I wanted to get, but couldn't find a good price on. Yeah. And so the, the concept of the movie is he he after the death of his wife, he essentially starts to be able to see ghosts. And he has three best friends who are kind of a mixed bag of like a weird trio of friends, but of, of ghosts. And they essentially help him do a paranormal investigation job where he will have his own ghosts haunt a house and then he'll go exercise them. And so yes. a lot of people see him rightfully so as a, a con man. Yes, it's a fun movie yeah it's like a buddy cop uh ghostbusters a little bit spooky it's almost so i'm not yeah but let's let's not spoil it in case people want to see it so it's just that was a general kind of concept a general concept of the movie and it's it's fun and it's like i said it's a horror comedy it doesn't take itself too too seriously but it's it's definitely enjoyable And, and coming from peter jackson i think is kind of a fun little uh tidbit from it you know you don't necessarily most people just think of him from you know the hobbit and lord of the rings so seeing a this goofy horror comedy is also kind of fun from them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one thing, one thing we're going to need you as our listeners to do for us. Uh, so we've, uh, we've been tossing around ideas of, uh, what kind of like, games to play. I mean, games are, games are fun and, uh, but we want to make sure that are fun to listen to. So at this point we've played a couple different games. We've played this, who am I game? And we've played the guessing horror movies based on reviews game. And, uh, basically we just want your input what's what's working for you what's not working do you guys enjoy these games do you want to see more of them less of them and uh, basically just kind of tell us what you're what you're feeling we we like feedback and we try to incorporate your feedback into making a more enjoyable product so yeah g- great point eric and also just you know if you have any suggestions too it's like well i kind of like this but if you did this instead you know a little tweak would be fine you know a suggestion like that would be great as well Uh, you know we're doing this podcast mostly just because we love talking about horror movies but for those listening we also want to make it as enjoyable of an experience for you guys as well so uh, feel free to hit us up we got the plug coming at the end of this episode Uh, you know i I usually check the twitter and email uh, once you know daily or so so i'll get all comments and uh, we'll shout you out on the podcast if we get some viewer feedback and we can or if you have any questions or comments we'll try to respond to you on the next episode so we can get some kind of fun interaction that way too Thanks for tuning in to the Jumping Scared Podcast. Have any questions, comments, just want to share your horror movie opinions with us? Feel free to reach us at Jumping Scared Podcast on Twitter or by email, jumpingscared at gmail.com. See you next episode.